you click the play button, you are listening to Unplugged, a podcast by Blue Ridge Energy. I'm your host, Jacob Puckett. And today I want to set a scene for you that's probably something you've experienced in your life. It's 3 a.m., a storm is raging outside. You wake up because you hear the unmistakable beeping sound of the electricity leaving your electronics. Your power is out. But what goes on from the moment when you make that call or report that outage digitally to the point where you get your power on? Well, I have the man of the hour here who can answer all those questions for us and everything outage-related. Lead system operator, Tony Wheeler. How you doing, Tony? Doing pretty good, Jacob. How are you doing? Well, Tony, we're talking about this, and it's January, obviously getting colder outside, and you know, winter weather is around the corner one way or another. We know we're not going to get out of winter without some sort of winter weather, and that typically does mean outages occasionally. That does happen. So when I report that outage, what happens from the moment I report that outage to the moment I turn on that switch and my lights come back on? Well, there's a really is there's a broad process that occurs there, Jacob. As far as if a member reports an outage, uh, that outage instantly comes into our outage management system. Our system operators are then uh, looking at the uh, location in which that outage has been reported, and what we're doing is we're communicating with uh, several meter meters that are in that location, pretty much upstream from where that outage occurred, so that we can locate the device that is out. Uh, once we do isolate that device and know which device is out on the line, we'll get a crew to go to that location and identify what the problem was or what caused the outage and uh, once the crew gets that um, that problem resolved then they're able to uh, restore that device to a normal condition and the power comes back on and i think you hit on a very important word there upstream so it's something that is kind of complicated to explain because i guess, i guess when people think of outages they think of an outage that's specifically at their house they think of oh there's a tree on a line you know my backyard when they when they have their power go out they think it's very local to their house but that's not necessarily always true it can be miles upstream right that's correct that's correct it can be uh um Really, it can be close to their house. It can be a service that's coming from their their transformer pole right straight to their house, or it can be several miles up the road. Uh, We have several protective devices that are out on the line, and uh, those devices are tripped by multiple multiple different causes or reasons. And um, and so it's not necessarily going to be right at their house where that outage is going to occur. It could be way down the road from where they live. There's a lot of challenges that our crews face. Uh, just for one, is is going to be the the cause of the outage, is the weather. I mean, we could be rain, snow, it could be mud, uh, trying to get the trucks through a, a muddy dirt road just to get to the to the area that the outage has occurred. Uh, wind, when we're trying to restore certain devices, we have to, uh, there's certain wind speeds that we can't even get the bucket trucks up in the air. Or, you know, if they have to climb a pole, uh, imagine uh, some of these 60 and 70 mile hour wind events that we've had uh, where it's gusting could you imagine trying to climb a pole that's you know 40 50 60 feet in the air and and trying to uh to hang on to the pole with the wind blowing like that it it, it can be extremely um uh hazardous uh just due to the weather elements alone uh then you, you know you talk about the terrain i mean uh, we live in some some beautiful areas uh but coming along with that uh, it's like a rose with that beauty comes a thorn so it's going to have um situations where we're going to have steep inclines we're going to have uh, uh plenty of creeks and rivers and streams that can get up it real quick when it's raining a lot and and, and you got flooding issues but there's a lot of issues with the terrain that we also deal with um another thing too as far as getting to your outage is uh, kind of important uh to to note uh when you're looking at 
uh, especially areas like Watauga County and even in Ashe County with uh, West Jefferson as well, uh, we're a heavy tourist area. Uh, with that comes along heavy traffic, uh, trying to get across town to get to your outage. Uh, we have to deal with that even before we get to the location to where we can deal with the other things that we just talked about. In your atmosphere and the places you're working in there, you know, it is buzzing during a storm. I've been in there before. The phones are ringing off the hook. You know, you guys have so many things you're looking at. You're trying to keep crews safe. Touch on just that atmosphere, what it's like to work in that atmosphere personally for you. Does it energize you? I mean, does it make you – I know some people love to work in those environments and some people don't, but you guys all seem to thrive in that environment. Yeah, that, I mean, that is something that we uh, that we really we train for. I mean, it, it, we always try to make sure that uh, we're looking to the future and, and, and realizing that not every day is going to be, a, you know, just three or four outages a day or seven outages a day, that, that we're going to have these major events. And what we do is we prepare ourselves and we, we try to keep ourselves really organized so that, um, so that we can handle the outage uh, appropriately. Uh, but as far as getting uh, uh, being energized about it, yeah, you, you kind of have to have a – a sense of urgency there, especially when you have a large storm that comes through. We want to make sure that we get most of our members as on as fast as we possibly can, but safely is the main thing. And um, yeah, it, it kind of uh, you've got a lot of phones ringing. You've got um, different agencies calling you as well, especially nine one one. They've got multiple issues going on as well. We got crews calling us. Um, we have uh, communications that we do with the media as well, so that we try to get word out to our that, members that's that's tony's code for saying that uh, we're annoying him during these outages events so <laughs> yeah that was a nice way of putting the fact that we're probably annoying him quite a bit so. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah uh, i mean it's important that we uh get out the best estimate of what's going on on our system and and what we're facing so that the members do uh, kind of understand what we're up against but that we are working on it and we're aware of what the situation is and and we're going to get their power back on for them as fast as possible and, and you said about nine 911 there that kind of falls into some do's and don'ts of outage reporting that we had discussed before the podcast that some people might or might not be aware of um, especially the don'ts there right uh what we would prefer you to use if especially if you're going to report an outage is is to call in and use our automated system um and it's very simple to use. It comes straight into our outage management system through the automated, uh, automated system. We do have several options. We have the mobile app uh, that you can use, uh, the website. If you have access to the Internet, you can report your outage through the website. We also have uh, now, uh, which is new and we're kind of excited about, is the uh, new outage texting. Uh, you just text START, S-T-A-R-T, to uh, 70216. And, and when you do that, you can actually report uh, your outage through your phone through texting, and it will also come through our outage management system. And that, and that is a really neat feature because if you have your phone, uh, your cell phone number registered with Blue Ridge Energy, if you have it registered with us, you can sign up for that. Um, I think there's two phone numbers per account for that. And, you know, I mean, report your outage right from a text message. So no more having to, like, call us here or report it on the app. If You, you know, if you don't prefer those methods, um, those are good methods as well. But if you don't prefer those methods and you just want to text us, you can do it now. So, I mean, that option is there. And also the, another option, too, that's available to you is, is is actually talking to one of our energy specialists during an outage event. This would be a case where I would highly recommend you do so if you have 
some information that's pertinent to the outage. In other words, you see where a tree has fallen on the lines or uh, if, uh, you know, it has done damage to your house or anything like that. Uh, we definitely want to know those situations. So uh, on those types of situations, I'd rather you uh, uh, give us a call directly and talk to us directly because that way we can address your, your needs as well as um, if you know a tree that has fallen on the line on the road that you live on, that will help us get to that outage faster. And if we can get to it faster, then we can get your power back on quicker. So if the question was there, how do I get my power on quicker? If you see it, report it, because that definitely helps out with crews that are going out in the field. Exactly. That's true. But don't report outages to 911. Yeah, I would not report outages at all to 911. They are going to be extremely busy during uh, uh, heavy outage situations uh, with other issues that are occurring. They also have their normal traffic that they normally have uh, in an emergency management center. Um, not just outages. They're going to have all kinds of other conditions that they're going to be dealing with, and, and just reporting outages to them will actually slow them down. But another big one, too, is is even though we all love social media, uh, it does kind of get a lot of information out quickly. Um, that is not a good place to report an outage. Um, and, and, I can, and I can second that as, as someone who's receiving those messages on that end. It can get really hectic during a storm situation. Sometimes, you know, we're getting – like a hundred messages per hour, both direct messages, you know, just over our feeds and different accounts. Some people think that social media is a quicker way to report an outage. It's really not. I can tell you it's kind of ineffective. So I'd advise anybody um, who's using social media, maybe you're tech savvy, join that tech service. It's super easy. You don't have to worry about finding us on social media to message us. Just text out to that number and it'd be reported and that's our key and and what we try to strive always to do is is to uh, be effective and efficient in our restoration of power and definitely be safe i mean i can't uh, talk about that enough and i and i really want to kind of talk a little bit about that as a safety aspect especially for our membership if you see a line or anything down during an event or there's a line tore out of your, out of the backside of your house or anything like that where a tree has fallen is is to definitely stay away from that that power line um, it is, you know, it can still be energized. It can be very dangerous. And, um, and you know, we, uh, one of our prime focuses in system operations is the safety of our crews, uh, but is also the safety of our membership. And we want to make sure that our members are aware uh, that at any time that they see a downed power line of any kind, to stay away from them. Don't try to uh, pick them up. Do not try to cut the tree off of them. Uh, don't do anything like that because that, that can be extremely dangerous and we want you to be safe. Tony, we've talked about a lot of outages, and I think we've really focused on the storm stuff. But it's not always storms, though. It's, it's a lot of different things that can happen that can cause outages. What are just some of the things that can knock my power out? Maybe even on a beautiful day, it's just sunny outside with no wind. Mostly trees, I'll be honest. Uh, uh, trees have a tendency, uh, especially uh, to wreak havoc on our system. Uh, we do live in a, in a beautiful area. Uh, one of the things that makes our area uh, extremely desirable for others to come and visit is is our, our foliage. And, and uh, But with that, again, like I said, with the rose comes the thorn, is, is we do have a lot of trees. And, uh, and these trees can fall just due to the ground being a little wetter with a little slight breeze or a dead tree or anything like that could fall on onto a line even on a pretty day so it doesn't require a lot of wind for a tree to fall especially if if the tree is diseased or anything like that wildlife is huge uh, we do have uh, everything from squirrels to snakes to bobcats and birds i mean it almost sounds like the wizard of oz you know <laughs> lions tigers and bears on oh my i mean we say the same thing but mostly it's squirrels and 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 birds are, are big for 
for us. Um, they can get on the line and they can cause a, a device to trip and, and create a power outage. Um, people. People's a, a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have a tendency sometimes to see a lot of outages that uh, occur due to vehicle incidents where uh, not just necessarily someone wrecking, but a dump truck that drives off with its uh, bed raised and it can catch the power lines and break poles and tear lines down. Uh, tree curlers. We have a lot of uh, uh, people out doing a lot of tree work and one thing i can encourage anyone that's uh looking to to cut trees is the first thing i'd recommend is know your surroundings look around you look up and see the uh if there's any power lines that might be crossing in the area some there's it it can be very easily missed especially if there's a span wire that's going across a hill and you just are in an area you might not see the poles but there's line there Um, so i'd look up and and make sure that that your surroundings are clear if you're going to be cutting trees or doing anything like that um, be conscientious that there is power lines there we do have a lot of tree cutters that cut trees on the power lines another thing too is digging um, springtime will be coming around and and summer and and it's time to start digging and gardens and things of that sort and nine one eight one one i'm sorry is the is the best uh, number to call that's our statewide locating service that uh, puts in tickets for us to come out and locate the underground if you're going to do any digging at all please give eight one one a call um, that's very important uh, we have a lot of times where members can get into energized line which is not uh, something that we want you know you to be close to because once again, safety is our main concern. And I don't mean to sound like the party pooper is sticking the mud there, but 811 is the law. That, yeah, that is the yeah. law in North Carolina. I mean, that is a findable offense. If you do um, dig somewhere without knowing where your lines are and make contact with a line underground. And when we're talking about lines, uh, Jacob, a good important thing to maybe talk about is is how many lines do we have here at, uh, at this utility? There's a lot. There's a lot. There's uh, just to kind of give you an estimate. There's 8,347 8, miles of line that Blue Ridge uh, has to serve and where, monitor. Where does that get me to in a car? Uh, if you're driving from here to Los Angeles, that's going to get you from here to Los Angeles, back to here, back to Los Angeles, and then halfway back across the country again. So you're going to stop me in Kansas? And so I'm going to stop you probably in Kansas. <laughs> but uh, but that's a lot of line. So when we're talking about, you know, cutting trees or digging or, or being, you know, and, and to a challenge to our crews, we got a lot of line that we have to take care of, monitor, and, and restore when it goes out. And, and two, when you're out there doing work in your yard or in your uh, around your house, uh, you know, there's lines all around you and in some cases underneath you. So we just want them always uh, be cautious, uh, cautious around those lines. And, and that's just incredible to, incredible to me to wrap my head around you. Think about our service area, you know, primarily being Caldwell Watauga, Ash, Allegheny, a little bit of Wilkes, a little bit of Avery, and a little bit of Alexander counties. Think about all the lines in those areas. You wouldn't think it'd be that far, but I mean, California and back, back to California, and then really probably the middle of the country after that. We talk about storms and restoring those outages. That's a lot of lines to keep up with. Definitely. And, and two, to serve those lines, we have just to, just to give our membership some idea of what they own. We actually have about 29 distribution substations. And then we also have six, soon to be seven, transmission substations that we, uh, that we have to maintain and monitor and that help supply the power to their location. Tony, it's been great to talk to you about outages and really what goes on behind the scenes during those outages. I know that it's winter weather season. We haven't had quite as many storms so far. Knock on wood that continues, but we know that's not always reality. We still have the rest of January, February, March, and sometimes even April in our mountain communities to get some of that winter weather. And then we move on to 
thunderstorm season. We appreciate you listening to our podcast. This is our third episode. So if you have any episode ideas, feel free to reach out. Hit that subscribe button. If you enjoy the podcast or maybe you really like this episode or a past episode, that'll make it way easier to listen in the future. But for now, thank you for listening. And until next month, I'm your host, Jacob Puckett.